Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Finishing up the convo about Nebraska and Wisconsin, I have a fear that Chucky will have the game of his career. I do want to remind people it's okay to boo somebody at a basketball game. Mm. I'm very worried that they're going to boo him and then there will be people clutching their pearls like they did last year. Was that last year or was that two years ago? I don't remember. People are so upset about it. It's okay. It's okay to boo somebody. That's my take. It's funny how folks will clutch their pearls when they were booing Chucky a couple years ago. Yep. They don't clutch their pearls when they boo Creighton. Yeah. What's the difference? Great question, John. Oh, but John. Line of the Nebraska. Well, yeah, so is the university. So is exactly. The so boo. it was so dumb. Fans, do what you do. Yep. And stop fan shaming. If, if there's one thing that annoys me about Nebraska fans, it's that there's a too much fan this shaming. W- no, to be fair, this was not fans who were fan shaming. This was scribes. Fans, scribes. I guarantee there were don't, fans, too. Don't fan shame there were, scribes. There were fans, too. We, we do don't too, do it. We, Scribe shaming. We do too much fan policing and not enough of the right kind of fan policing. What does that mean? Well, I think there needs to be better fan policing when it comes to, you know, not being jerks. Oh. Booing someone at a basketball game is not being a jerk. Okay. But being like a Rams fan, those are the people right. we need to shame. So what's the why line? Would we, why would we shame winners? Winners? We're winners. Winners. Interesting. Winners. Interesting. Lots what are you gonna What are you gonna do after the Super Bowl when Frisco wins? Great question, Nick. You well, don't I, have your leaning post anymore. You won't have I, that reigning, defending NFC World Champion. You won't have that anymore, and it'll be your second least favorite team lifting up the trophy. Then your wife is you gonna got, hold it over your head. Wrigley's gonna be dressed forget? up. Did you forget who they're playing? No, I didn't. They ain't playing Dallas. Dallas didn't play them they in the playoffs. They ain't playing the Jets. No, they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. They're not playing some scrub. Last week they're you playing picked, Patrick Mahomes. Last week you picked the Chiefs to lose. You don't even think they're that good. And yeah. now you're saying they're awesome? All year long, John, you and I were handshake memeing it up about how good the 49ers were. And now, at the most important time, you're going to pick against the best team in the NFL? With the best quarterback? Okay. That's... <laughs> No, that's Matt Stafford, according to John, and oh. he's been home for two weeks. Do we need to fan police John right now? Yes, I think we do. John is too big of a homer. Adam writes, I think John is scared of Mike McDonald and the Seahawks. Yes, that's what I'm scared of. I'm scared of Mike McDonald and the Seahawks. I ain't scared of nothing. Nice. Uh, neither is Tennessee. Mm. Uh, Danny White. You remember Danny White from such hits as I hired Scott Frost to be my coach at Central Florida. <laughs> that was a hit for the record. It worked out. He had his one winning season ever. He could golf whenever he wanted. It's he, true. Nick, he did golf whenever he wanted. But he it's put great. out a uh, statement today regarding uh, the lawsuit that was filed not by Tennessee, but by the state of Tennessee and Virginia regarding the NIL rules and the inconsistent application thereof on be it's basically on behalf of Tennessee who's being investigated for 
improper NIL benefits. Yes. And the whole point is that NIL is not supposed to be an inducement for recruiting. And the charge is that an NIL collective representing Tennessee flew one of their top recruits and paid them millions of dollars before, you know, and, and did all this before they actually became a Tennessee athlete. And he did so Dan- on a very orange graphic. Uh, Danny White put out a statement today that says the NCAA generally does not comment on infractions cases because there's a rule against it. However, that has not stopped them in the past from leaking information to the media as they did this week about us. Their actions made this ill-conceived investigation public and forced us to defend ourselves. It is clear that the NCAA staff does not understand what is happening at the campus level all over the country in the NIL space. After reviewing thousands of Tennessee coach and personal phone records, or personnel phone records, so Tennessee personnel, NCAA investigators didn't find a single NIL violation, so they moved the goalpost to fit a predetermined outcome. They are stating that the nebulous, uh, contradictory NIL guidelines written by the NCAA, not the membership. Again, the membership is the NCAA, Danny. People forget. Don't matter and applying the old booster bylaws to collectives. If that's the case, then 100% of the major programs in college athletics have significant violations. This is obviously silly and not productive, as is blaming the membership whenever they are challenged. We need to be spending our time and energy on solutions to better organize college athletics in the NIL era, something that NCAA leadership failed to do back in 2021. Student-athletes, prospective student-athletes, coaches, and administrators across the country deserve better. And I refuse to allow the NCAA to irrationally use Tennessee as an example for their own agenda. I have a take on this all. I think whatever Tennessee did, it's not going to be great for them. And that's why they're really? going. I think that's why they are going so hard in the paint. It's not going to be great for Tennessee. Yeah, me thinks they doth protest a bit too much with all this. Interesting, because basically the Danny White defense. I could have paraphrased that entire email into the everybody else does. Well, it too. I mean, and John, he basically said that right. Where was the part? Uh, then one hundred percent of major programs yeah. in college athletics have significant violations. And what he's alluding to is that. These aren't Tennessee violations. The rules that were reportedly broken were done so by a collective who's technically not Tennessee. And that the NCAA is now moving the goalposts to cover collectives as well as the schools. So in other words, that, you know, yes, it's illegal if Danny White gets on the phone and says, hey, Get a plane and put it on my credit card and go pick up uh, Johnny All-Star, uh, five-star All-American. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Goodbye. Versus the collective who technically isn't working for the school mm-hmm. doing the same thing. He's saying the NCAA is overreaching by saying, well, you can't find us in guilty of doing anything, but... The collective who just happens to be based in our hometown and just happens to be working with us, but they're not working with us, did it. Yeah, so that's what is uh, that's what he's. I am in one of two minds on this. One mind is they were super duper duper brazen in that athletic story two years ago, and so that is playing a major yes, part. Yes, and in the this athletic story situation. was about the uh, the what the uh, 
What's the name of the collective? The high, not the hive. That's no different. Grove. No, that's no, that's, a, that's Ole Miss. It's is one the, of the. Is it a V? The the vector. The vector. The vector. The the viper. Is it the viper? <laughs> Dolores. Dolores. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, that's so. So yeah, that, that spire, 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 spire. spire. Uh, so on on one. Well, Sam Snyder's way off with a uh, Y. <laughs> so. Thank you, Nick. Um, so I, I think that like I'm in one mind. Uh, the other mind is yes, everybody is doing this, yes. and it does. It shows the fallacy of this whole operation, and mm. why I have never been that upset about any of this is that it's you know under the table, above table. You can't entice, but they're enticing. It's like, duh. Again, to quote Don Draper, that's what the money is for. That's what. Why have name, image, likeness if you, as a university or a friend of the university can't use it to entice a player to come to Georgia or Tennessee or Nebraska. What's the purpose then? You want to be able to say, we have all of the best offerings. The problem with Tennessee is that they were doing it and they were saying, look at us. Yes. We do it really, really well. Yes. And like, While I think that that's funny that that is ultimately what is going to get them or has gotten them in trouble, there are rules. You know, I think the rules are stupid and I think all of this is very dumb. Because I know what every school is doing. But if the rules are you're not allowed to brag about it, then don't brag about it. You know? Don't brag about it. A Tennessee football player has filed a declaration supporting this lawsuit. Jackson Lampley, offensive lineman for the Vols, filed a six-page declaration today where he outlines how NIL plays a role in the decisions of recruits and has helped college athletes. He also attests to how prospects should be able to communicate with collectives during their recruiting process, and signing a letter of intent ends the negotiation window. Lampley wrote in his testimony, the signing of the LOI signals the end of the recruiting process. Once the LOI is executed, competing schools are forbidden from contacting that recruit. They do so anyway. Mm. While many athletes providing non-binding verbal commitments to a school prior to signing the LOI, that does not necessarily signal the end of the recruiting process. So, uh, a couple of... And the story never ends. It goes on and on and on. I got a text from someone who's involved in a local collective. says, it does not matter. Tennessee's collective is full of Tennessee's boosters. They can't hide it under a collective. A booster did it, and that attaches the university. The argument Tennessee should be making is that what the collective actions didn't actually induce the recruit to come to Tennessee. And again, editors note, which is why I would say, like, yeah, but how do you? It's just so hard, you know, because it's like, obviously, that's what you're doing. Uh, back to the text. The whole thing is ridiculous, though. Everyone is doing it for the NCAA to think this wouldn't happen when they greenlit NIL is well, of course, ridiculous. Because when they greenlit it, it basically it went from zero to 100. It went from nothing to everything. Yeah. Uh, Instead of even attempting to say, all right, we're going to ease our way into this. No, it was more like, we panic, doors open, let all the rats in. By the way, this isn't this is a tangential Nebraska connection to this whole story. Because Florida is being investigated too. And this goes back to the recruitment of Jaden Rashada, the quarterback who who flipped from Miami to Florida and then found out that the Florida deal fell through and Thus, he was left he holding no bag. Yeah. The bag. Well, Florida dismissed their director of NIL and player engagement today. Do you remember Marcus Castro Walker? Yeah. Oh, I do. He's famously known as the guy in the sunglasses who was basically Scott Frost's get-back coach. Yeah. Bring, ask Damon about him. He always loved at, being asked about yes. that guy. Remember that? 
But anyway, that's what became of Marcus Castro Walker. He ended up going to Florida. Well, now yeah. he's been dismissed, and we mm. assume it's probably in connection of all of this. One more thing before Robin. Kyle asks, how far are we from Big Ten and SEC commissioners, commissioners telling schools not to obey any NCAA ruling? I, I almost know. think we're pretty close. I really don't know. <laughs> nice, Nick. I mean, at some point... At some point, it's just, it's, I know that everything's been just this incremental breaking apart, breaking apart, breaking apart. I, but I just get a feeling there is going to be a massive tipping point. Yeah. Where everything collapses and people are left trying to pick up the pieces. I don't know how it's going to look. I don't know when it's going to happen. I just have a feeling, though. It is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's the day where it will be mass chaos and people will be like, okay, what happens? It, it, in a way, not to trivialize it too much, but it'll feel like that day when COVID shut everything down. Yeah. Where we just kept getting thing after thing saying this event's canceled and this thing is canceled and this thing is canceled. And we're all just left going, well, what do we do now? We're going to have one of those moments in regards to all of this. I just don't know what it's going to look like or when it's going to It's happen. an interesting comparison. Coming up next, Robin Washington about tonight's game. Hopefully it doesn't happen before Nebraska takes the floor tonight against Wisconsin. Because I really need to see how this story ends. Good call. 16-20 the zone. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.